welcome to More Than Myths. Very nice. Like, I had a dream the other like, night. Like, look how you're here. Sorry. Tell me about your dream. I had a dream the other night that my teeth in the front were like fucked up. That they had like grooves in them. So I had to walk <gasps> around like this all the time because I refuse to let people see my teeth because I'm such a like mouth smiler. Yeah. Yeah. I woke Ooh. up and had to check my teeth. <laughs> to check my teeth i had to like touch them and check them out in the mirror That's a nightmare it was terrible yeah <laughs> if i've ever heard i one. don't know where that got planted in my brain but yeah i don't like it Mm-mm. don't like it not at all oh like oh no no yeah no, yeah no, when they were like you. discolored they were like brown it was weird i've never i don't usually dream about my teeth Apparently, we were about teeth dreams. Weird. Mm. Okay. Fair enough. Gross. Welcome to More Than Myths. <laughs> Welcome to More Than Myths. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, yeah. Oh, my God. That's how we're going. <laughs> That's how we're going. Um, yeah. Welcome. I have been doing the teeth thing, the toothpaste thing. Oh, yeah. Where you leave it Mm -hmm. instead of rinsing it out. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, they look pretty white. They look pretty healthy. Look at yours. So fancy. So I think it's a thing. I would say that it's a thing. I only rinse it if I'm, like, going to go drink coffee or go eat something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if I go to bed... I just leave, leave it. it on. Yep. Agreed. Weird. Agreed. Wild. So we got these. My laggy at all? No. It's okay. actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got these little things. You got what? Okay. You kind of you're gonna need to be able to see it. It's like a little resin figure. Uh huh. Is that a whale? It's a little whale. And so I got Aww. a whole bunch of them. They came in a pack and I hid them around the house. <laughs> I told him because I told him I was like, I'm getting something and you don't get to know what it is. So I hid them in random spots. It took him like two days. And he only felt like five. There's, I don't even know how many came in this thing, but there was probably, I don't know, maybe 17 of these little sea creatures, and they're just tiny, but I hid them all over our apartment. My God. (laughs) He's going to, like, make a cup of coffee one morning and be like, what the fuck? What the fuck is that? Uh, That is the best prank (laughs) I've ever heard. They have a bunch of them on Amazon. If you just look up resin figures, there's you can get like teeny tiny little ducklings or mushrooms or farm animals or squirrels. I mean, anything. I mean, I got fucking sea creatures. Yeah. Yeah. I need to go find like the smallest, weirdest thing I Mm -hmm. can. 
and then just put them everywhere oh and just see who notices yeah. first. But like all and over. And not tell anybody in my family. Oh, yeah. Like 100% <laughs> just everywhere. I love it. Anyway, that's what I did. But I saw it sitting like, why there. Why are there squirrels right? in all of the cups? The actual hell is going on. But you just like why? one at a time. Like, where does a squirrel keep coming from? Oh, yeah, but, like, in the toothpaste, you know, like, in the little cups by the sinks mm-hmm. with the toothpaste right? in them. Like, places where you might just not random. see it. Just really random. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love that. My coworker played a prank on me like that. Like, our first our first few months back in the office. Mm-hmm. And this was my first time being in office with her. She had started in the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I work with her every day, but we hadn't, like, been in the office. And so the first day I have this little like mini brand. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. It's like a little mini figure of like a brand, like a small oh, yeah, Coca-Cola or a small can of corn. Target, right? Or, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've seen them. And then you get like, you get the mystery yeah. packs and you try to collect mm-hmm. everything you can. Anyway. So there's like a mini brand Dove soap sitting on my desk. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Why is there many like, and everybody I, is swearing up and down they didn't do it, including my coworker Holly. Well, of course, and I was like, okay, like maybe cleaning crew left it, whatnot. Couple days go by, maybe a week or so, and I find another one, Stop. and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this? And then like. The only people who had been in the office were my coworker who swears it's not her. And why would she lie to me? And like our CEO. And I'm like, oh my God, is our CEO pranking me? Like, what is happening? Absolutely. And I'm like, is there a ghost? Is there a mini brand's ghost? <laughs> and then the, by the third one, I I almost have a breakdown no, because I'm like, I'm no. haunted. Someone is someone is haunting me. And and then Holly's like, it's a hundred percent me. It's me. And I was like, I confess. Shut, shut up. She was like, there's three more that you haven't found. Oh yeah, that's great. I love so, it. So if you ever want to startle people, just leave them random. It's a tiny it was dumb fabulous. Soaps. I was like, oh my gosh. So thank great. you so much for the laugh because I brought it up in like our company team meeting. Oh, that's I'm like, great. who's leaving shit on my oh, desk my when you're in the office? That's great. And everybody looked at me like I was. That's hilarious. So excellent. Super fun. Um, so for the first segment of our show, after all that chit-chat, what you playing, Haley? Oh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Um, I'm actually playing this super adorable little game called Cult of the Lamb. Fucking <laughs> love so it. Much fun. <laughs> so much fun. I love it. What did you call your cult? Um, Asylum. I don't do early Elysium. Oh, Elysium, nice. Which is like heaven and the underworld. I called mine. Um, and then all of my cult members have like either Norse, Greek, or Roman god or goddesses name. Oh, did you change all of their names? Oh, I didn't change their names. Yeah, I went through and I was like, oh, I'm gonna fucking go for it. Yeah. And all and like as many as I have already, like they were like where I was at, it was all underworld related. Oh yeah. Like god and goddesses. Oh, that's so, fun. 
Did you choose yeah. one character little like thing to keep them as? Um, no, I did random. random. I did cute little gotcha. creatures, but and then with different, but all of them have like the tribal kind of face paint. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the culty face paint. Yeah, I did that. But one yes, too. that game is so perfect. It is so much fun. Someone reached into my brain and was like, "Dungeon crawler farming game." Yeah, riddled with satanic cult paraphernalia subtleties. Amazing, it's so and it's not subtle at all. It's oh super no, like, it's not subtle at all. It's cult, everywhere. Cult, cult, yeah. Cult, cult. It's good. Anyway, I was playing it earlier. Yeah. Love it. I love it's it. It's so much fun. Um, I finished three books this week. That's a lot of books, man. Um, yeah, I have fallen into an abyss. An abyss. <laughs> Somebody needs to come get me out. Somebody come get your kid. Because, well, I mean, are they? Well, so good I finished books? the good. Good is relative. Not really. I finished the. I saved. I got drunk and saved a demon, which was cute, fun storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, adventure tale. Um, and then this is where my life went wrong on Kindle Unlimited this week. <laughs> Good. Tell me so I don't make the I same mistake. I started reading Ice Planet Barbarian. <laughs> you told me about that. <laughs> I finished the first book in two days. Holy shit. Is it a pretty quick read? And I read? finished the second one in two days. <laughs> That's great. Yes, they are pretty quick. They're about 150, okay. 200 pages. Okay. Not bad. So, I mean, it's, it's a, pretty quick. It's a book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just flew through them. It's sci-fi romance, so it's like, of course, it's muddy, but it's. I hadn't read anything like it. Oh sure. Before you is this like, your first time reading like a space opera kind of book? I don't know if this is, would be considered a space opera, but. Um no, actually, I don't know if you've read. Have you read Red Rising? No, I've seen it a couple times, but I haven't read it. You want some space opera. I do love a good space opera. That game, or that game. That game. Those books are great. Yeah, I see them Um, at the bookstore fairly often. Just, the first book is, I don't want to say anything because you don't want to know anything about it. Oh, yeah, don't tell me. I'll I'll get it eventually. I was actually going to go to the bookstore later because I am... <clears throat> home by myself this weekend. Chris is in Idle Falls at his um, his grandparents have a drag strip. They own the racetrack out in Idle Falls. So he went there oh. to go and kind of hang out with them and see them this weekend. And I anyway, um, yeah, I after the week at work, I was like, I don't have the bandwidth. I really need to sleep in. I really need to get some rest and clean our house. Yeah. Yep, I feel you. So, yeah, I, feel you. I was going to go to Barnes & Noble. So maybe I'll get it. Maybe I'll find it. I think that it's a series that you'll dig, mm. for sure. Excellent. And you might motivate me to, like, finish it. Because mm. I kind of did the same thing where, like, I binged the first three and then I was burnt out on them and mm. I haven't looked at them in, like, three mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to know how it ends. Right. Yeah. I get you. So. Yeah, I've been reading a... 
book I got in the mail and I've been I haven't been reading the third book of the Bone Witch series that I really love. I've been reading it at night, but I've been so caught up in this other book that I haven't had much time for anything else. So, yeah, I need to finish. I just need to finish some before I, I stop reading this. This Ice Planet Barbarians has 22 books. Shut up. No. 22? 22? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Holy fuck. They are so many. Okay, so. you're going to have to keep going, though, and see if it just keeps repeating itself. Because that's a lot of books to, like, keep coming up with new stuff. Yeah, especially on a, like, barren ice planet. <laughs> Maybe they end up on, a, on different planets. They, I mean, they've got to. I don't, I don't know how many caves we can sleep in. Many a cave. <laughs> many a cave. It's hilarious. But yeah. Oh my gosh, that's great. Okay, well, are you ready to get into who hands over, or who they hand that apple over to? I am ready. From last week. I would like to know, please. Tell me. Fill me in. So last week we talked about some curses in Troy. We talked about Heracles and his, you know, that king. What's his name? Laomedon. Laomedon. Piece of shit. Mm. Piece of shit. Garbage king. Yeah. Just not great. And mm. fucking over some gods. Heracles and, mm. you know, Heracles yeah. coming back to slay his whole family. Karma's a bitch. But we're left with Priam. Right? A mm-hmm. boy. A yep. prince. And all while this wedding is going on. Right? So mm. time has passed. Stuff's happening. And we have the great city of Troy rebuilding. So... We left off with a wedding, this wedding. Thanks, Haley. And the golden apple of discord is left by Eris. And apple reads to the fairest, blah, blah, blah. But who is best to judge this? And Hermes knows and him and Ares have the perfect guide. Answer this question. Um, but we're going to do some time traveling and talk about how this person came to be and how he became the best judge and really... You know, who the hell is he? I'm going to construct some of my notes in three parts. So we've got three really main players in the story of Troy. And the first, which is our subject matter today, is Paris. 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 And if you're not picturing Orlando Bloom, who are you? Who are you even? Who are you even? (laughs) So Queen Hecuba of Troy, Priam's wife, one night woke up from a nightmare. A nightmare that during her labor, she was going to birth a torch. The queen at the time was very pregnant with a child and she was concerned about what that dream could mean. She told her husband Priam about the dream and they decided to call on the kingdom seer, who also happened to be Priam's son from his first marriage. This is a sacus. When the queen recounted her dream to him, she asked if this meant the child could bring greatness to the world and a great light to the world. And a sacus unfortunately said no. Um, this was a premonition that the child would be the destruction of their great city. And Priam, we know what he's been through. His whole family has been slaughtered. Yeah. His whole life has been dedicated to the reconstruction 
and glorification of Troy. And his wife, Hecuba, was on board with that plan. Mm -hmm. So when I say that they put their city above all else, even themselves, I truly mean it. So with this news, they knew what had to be done. They called upon their most trusted chief herdsman from Mount Ida, Agelaus, and they explained to him that they have no choice, but when the baby is born, he must take it to the mountain or take it to the mountains and kill it. Mm-hmm. So Hecuba goes into labor and of course births a son, which we all know like a son is stupidly more favored than a girl but he she bros the prince of troy which is just heartbreaking for these parents you know like of all the things mm-hmm. it had to be a boy um so they call upon agileus again and explain you must take this prince to the mountains and kill him no one can know no one he is sworn to secrecy Mm-hmm. As well as the seer, right? Because he's kind of in the know on this as well. Yeah, doesn't the seer leave and like never come back? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he kills himself. He, yeah, because his love dies. I was going to look up what the name of the bird was that he is transformed into because oh, the bird yeah, he dives continues into the to sea. dive into the sea. So over I'm assuming and over. it's like some, it's some kind of goal, which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming that they go, that's how they eat right yeah so they dive into the sea continuously forever and ever but Mm -hmm. yeah he throws himself from a cliff which a lot of people throw themselves from cliffs in these stories right yeah anyway regardless he's gone so agileus they're like you cannot say anything to anybody you know we need you to do this for us we trust Mm -hmm. you the most Mm -hmm. agileus is taken aback he's like are you sure this is what you want and he's like, I don't know if I'm the one to do this. <laughs> but they pleaded with him and they said they couldn't trust no one else with this secret. But they asked that he bring proof. They asked that he, they bring, I've I've heard tongue or ears or, you know, some body part of the baby when he's dead. So then they can properly mourn their son. So yeah. they know it's true and it's done. Yeah, right. Some Snow White shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so just to be clear, they're messed up about this decision. Yeah. This, they don't this was not that. taken lightly, but right. I, I want, I want to convey that this was not like previously where he like waved his hand and sacrificed his daughter. This was like, they really made this decision on purpose, but they're not taking it well. So Agileus sneaks the baby. No one in the city knows that the wife, that the wife the queen has given birth so he sneaks the cities um sneaks out of the city to the forest near mount ida where he lives with his family and herds all the herds all the herds all the herds (laughs) um and he decides that he doesn't have the balls to commit murder especially baby baby. murder like he's just not he's not the guy for it oh my gosh adorable and so he decides to just leave the baby in the clearing. He's like, the beasts will eat him. And it's hard enough to do this. So right. I'm going to just leave him here and I'll come back in a couple of days and grab what's left and give that this to the king and queen. Solid plan. 
it'll be fine. So he leaves the baby in the clearing. But not minutes later, a mama bear comes around the corner. And she had recently lost her cub. Sad. Um, And finds the baby. And nurses him and loves him and snuggles him. Like takes oh my God, takes him under her big hairy fuzzy paw and keeps him warm and you know love it. He's happy. He's just the cooliest filled up baby there is. I keep thinking of the line in Hercules when they keep saying a bouncing baby boy, <laughs> a bouncing baby brat. Oh yeah, brat. <laughs> hmm And so Agelaus, after a couple of days, he's like. That should do it. Like, there should be a dead baby. Sorry. So, <laughs> so triggery. Sorry, guys. Um, so he returns to the clearing and he finds a fat and happy baby who's just like singing and giggling and so playing. Happy. Like, totally fine. So Agile takes this as a sign from the gods to keep him as his own and raise him. He's like, it wasn't the right thing. Like, I tried to kill him. It didn't work out. I'm going to keep him. So he puts him in his pack and carries him back to his home and, you know, is feeding him goat's milk and loving on him and just totally takes him under his wing. So um, pack in Greek is actually para Mm -hmm. is the translation. Um, And so they just called the baby para and para and peri and peris eventually came to be. So his name was, that's how he got his name, Paris, was because he was carried around on the pack of the herdsman. So as the baby's settling in, the herdsman decides to leave and he takes a tongue from just a dead animal and he takes it to the king and queen. And he says, your majesties, you know, here is your proof. I will be in the fields of Mount Ida if you need me. And the king and queen sob and break down. It's over. Their son is dead. Um, So they decide to actually commemorate the loss of their prince. So they announce to the whole kingdom that the prince was born, stillborn, and that they will hold a games every year in his honor. Mm Mm-hmm. So Paris grew into a strong boy and teen and eventually young man on the hillsides of Mount Ida, taking care of the herds, enjoying his days in the sun, carefree, just a very easygoing life, you know? Um, And he was also like fiercely loyal. Like he Mm -hmm. loved his herds. He loved his family. He took care of, you know, no bears, no foxes. They didn't lose herd members they didn't lose sheep or cattle to wolves or bears or anything like that because he was on it <laughs> i knew what you um, meant i, I was, knew what you meant herd herd members herds? herd members herd animals herd? animals um members of the flock so part of this is he raised cattle and he boasted that he had the finest bull of all time and if somebody could present a finder bull he would give them a golden crown because not that he had a golden crown either. That's how like no, confident he's so confident he in himself. He's like, I will give them a golden crown if they have a finer bull. Yeah. Um, and then he he said as well, his bull was finer than any of the gods could possibly have. Very oh. brave. 
very young bold. Paris. Oh, young Paris. <laughs> Ares, the very god of war, um, got wind of this statement and told Hermes about it. They're gossiping, you know, over the wine cooler. <laughs> the ambrosia cooler. Yeah, the ambrosia cooler. I like that better. <laughs> um, so Ares didn't have much respect for herdsmen in general just because mm -hmm. they didn't contribute to war times. Mm -hmm. He was just like, you guys don't show up when I need you. Like, who are you? You get to lay in the sun all day. Right. Um, so he was just like, did you hear what this fuck said <laughs> on the hill of Mount Ida? <laughs> and Hermes was like, wait, we can, let's play a prank on him. Let's make him eat his words. Like, he, he's going to owe us a golden crown. Like, let's yeah. go. And so he convinces, Hermes convinces Ares to transfigure into a beautiful white bull. Like, curly coat. Oh, four locks. Prettiest. Love it. Like, I'm just imagining, like, you know, gold ring around the nose. Mm -hmm. Just beautiful Beautiful. Bull. Um, he's like, let's go prove him wrong. So Paris laying in the mountainside, like Aries hates <laughs> laying in the sun, <laughs> doing nothing, um, is awoken by a shadow going over his face. And Hermes is there. He's like, introduces himself and says, Hey, I heard you made this claim. And I really would like you to see this bull that I brought to see if your bull is really the finest and paris's bull is gorgeous white coat even horns you know really it's a beautiful bull but aries the bull comes around the corner and <laughs> paris is like you know Holy like shit. never lived in a pasture in his life you know like <laughs> not a fly to be seen what Just, is this yeah beautiful um so you know he's like i'll show you and so he the aries comes around the corner and he's just taken aback he he bowed to his knees immediately and began to circle the bull in yellow flowers he's like this is the only golden crown that i have but it is yours like there is nothing there is no finer creature than this creature. 100%. I take back my word. You know, and this <laughs> shocks the gods. They're like, wait a minute. What? what? You're saying we're right? Like, because clearly, clearly we are. Clearly. But, okay. You're admitting it? And he's like, I don't have real gold. You must know that. So if you are wanting to collect on that, you will have you'll have to come back later. Like, I will need to give you that at a later time. They're like, no, really. They, they, they're like honored that he was truthful. Honest, right? And honest. And so they're like, oh, really? It's okay. It's fine. Don't worry about the gold. Thank you. So Aries kind of like, he's like, okay, this didn't work in our favor. He's over it. Right. Changes, moves on, leaves. Hermes is like, you know, you are actually a treasure. I'm going to let Zeus know about you and let you know and let him know that, you know, you, you didn't lie today. Okay. So now we know why Hermes has this definition of Paris being this 
honest truthful honest Mm -hmm. judgment person okay (laughs) (laughs) i love it honest truthful judgment person yeah (laughs) um so we flash forward to where Haley left off last week this wedding this wedding is happening this apple is dropped chaos ensues zeus is like who the fuck is gonna get fix this for me Get me out of here. Hermes shows up at the side of Zeus and says, hey, I know who can resolve this for us. Let me take the apple and we'll figure this out. So this day, again, like Prometheus said, is a beautiful day. Nothing's going on. It's bright and shining. Paris, again, is lazing about in the pastures, having a nice afternoon nap. And once again, Hermes' shadow casts over his face and wakes him. Hermes, me again. Hey, is it, remember that thing with the bull? I need you to make a judgment for us. Can you come with me? Paris is confused, but, you know, the gods ask you to do something. You do You it. go. So he's led through a grove of trees. And there are three golden figures waiting. Can't really see who they are, what they are, but figures. Hermes hands Paris the apple and explains what's written on it and that it says to the Ferris. Paris at this point isn't able to read, so Hermes right. explains it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, This apple is to the fairest, and before you are the three contenders of who this apple belongs to because of our experience with the bull i know that you are the only person to make this decision so please you know gaze hear what's up and make your decision Mm -hmm. so hera the first figure reveals herself and paris thinks oh my god she's divine um how could it not be her right immediately she's beautiful and shining she's and got she's that the gods queen-esque you know right. vibe. um and then she begins to bribe him essentially oh my god so she's like hey if give you give me, me the apple i will offer you a gift of power and oh. not just a power but an empire that will last centuries all from all from you and you will be loved by all. He is like, done. Sounds good. Easy. Easy decision. Power is, uh, you know, he's a herdsman. He doesn't Mm -hmm. know he's a prince. Like, cool. Sounds good. But Athena, goddess of crafts, (laughs) arts and crafts, arts and crafts, and war. I guess. Uh, Although I I heard when I was listening to the book and he said Palace Athena. I definitely heard Alice Athena. (laughs) Alice Athena. Who's that? Alice Athena. (laughs) Palace Athena. Um, But she's beautiful in a completely different way. She has strong features that highlight her feminine beauty and she offers him knowledge. She says, you could be powerful but without knowledge you can do nothing mm. and 
I will give you all. You will know all. You will know everything there is to know about ruling kingdoms and running countries and love and, you know, and he's just like. His mind's exploding. Exploding. He's like, she's right. How could I run a country? I don't know anything about running a country. I would need to know that first. So yes, power. Knowledge is where power starts. And he is sure that she's his new decision. No offer sounds better. Um, and Athena is quite beautiful. Lastly, Paris sees Aphrodite and her soft glow and doe eyes just about do him in. Her golden curls, you know, she's I just beautiful. imagine she's like, you know, hello. Hello. Like the sweet the, little anime, like she has anime top, eyes to me. Um, like, hello. Like every, like, I imagine Hera has this kind of divine, strong, like mm-hmm. almost matronly like beauty about her. Yeah. A, a bit younger, but like, oh, like She's I tough. want her to fight for my love, but also. Right. But then Aphrodite is just that classic, soft beauty. Yeah. Never done a day, day of work in her life beauty. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's just like, okay, well, I don't know what she asked after me, but she's hecka gorgeous <laughs> and she hands him something and he takes it he's like she's like open it you know and it's a clam and she's like okay go for it open it and he's like okay anyway so she hands him a clam she's like open it he opens it and while the last three women he's seen in the short amount of time were divine their beauty does not meet that of the woman he sees projected i'm imagining like a hologram in this clam and she says her name is helen and i will make sure that the stars align and she will be yours instantly shoves the apple in her hand done she smiles takes the the apple the other two fade away and he actually just comes to on the mountainside he's like did i just have a dream and but he has helen so vivid in his memory that he's like he will never forget her face Mm -hmm. ever so time passes and the yearly games like that we talked about in commemoration of his passing, quote unquote, um, are coming up. And this year, one of the prizes on by decree of King Priam is the prize bull that Paris has spent his whole life taking care of and raising oh, and loving and cherishing. You know, the just king is him. just going to give him away. Oh, my God. To some fucking like dude. I'm probably going to kill him. Right. Like, he's like, nobody can appreciate this fine creature. Mm-hmm. Why would you just give him away? So right. he's upset. And, but he's been sure. warned he can never go to the city of Troy. And his father, Adelaus, was like, you know, the priestesses at the temple said that if you go to Troy, shit's going bad. So just don't do it. So his whole life, he's been warned not to go to the city. Right. But now he's just like, no, he's taking it personal. He's like, I've raised this bull. Like, I'm going. I'm going to go. I'm going to enter in the games. I'm going to win the games. I'm mm. going to come home with that bull. 
and it'll still be, you know, fine. It's fine because I'm not going to be inside the city. I'm going to yeah. bring my promise. It's fine. It's just it's outside fine. the city. It's fine. fine. Um, so Paris decides to go and enter into the games. Um, over the last seven years, it should be noted that the winners of the games have been the princes. King, not King, Prince Hector and oh, Hector. Diodophus. Is that right? Yeah. D. Diophobus. Diophobus. <laughs> there we go. I was like, Diophobus. Diophobus. Thank you. Um, so there they have always been the winners. Um, the king and queen opened the events of the games by releasing 18 doves to commemorate mm-hmm. their son's 18th year. Don't know why, you know, he wasn't having a moment about like right, hmm. like. It's I'm been 18. going on as long as I can remember. 18. I'm uh, 18. I know. It's like it huh. reminded me of Rapunzel when she's like yeah. dancing and looking at the mosaic of her. So she's like, oh, oh, she's cute. She has blonde hair like me. Look at her oh. eyes. They're the same. Weird. We have the same color shape of eyes. Yeah. Huh. I'm 18. She should be 18. Right. Huh? Anyway. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Um, Never going to so and during like before the game start the king and queen actually come out like and are in the crowd and they're very involved and and paris is taken aback by that he's like that's a queen king and queen i can't believe they're right here with everybody you know and the, the princes are partaking you know it's a mm-hmm. very like everybody's very involved in this in the games and it's not just a source of entertainment it's you know there's some um honor to it yeah um so over the course of the tournament paris does very well and he's an outsider nobody knows who this kid is right and hector doesn't care he's hector he's like yeah it's fine diaphobas is not having it he's like um let's not let this guy beat us please um I'm not cool with that. And so at the final race, Paris is actually winning and he is like going. He's been running up and down the mountain, chasing after cattle and sheep he's and fit. all si- sizes of animals his whole life. So he's in good shape. Yeah. He like hasn't been training for war, but he can he can do he can what move. needs to be done in the games. Sure. And Paris is winning and he is going to win. And so they're running chasing paris and they're like trying to catch up to him and diaphobus is like he said something bad about our mother and this kind of changes hector's tune he's like what excuse me the mother his mother is also the queen so you don't ever speak ill of the queen so no this change changes hector's perspective which and it was also a lie he paris didn't say anything no um and so Paris realizing that this is getting ugly and it's no longer like a spore anymore. Oh, They're like no. coming after him, runs oh, faster no. and faster towards the temple of Apollo and bangs on the doors. He's like, you know, sanctuary, sanctuary, please let me in. And the men caught up to him and they have their sword, swords drawn, ready to kill Paris, which I'm like, whoa, Jesus, you guys are just <laughs> going to kill this guy because he said something bad about your mom that he didn't. Anyway. A man in the crowd shouts, D 
do not kill your brother. And this stops everybody. Like the whole crowd, like crickets, <gasps> turns around, like all their heads. What Who the... said that? <laughs> and the king, the king, and the queen are like, "What? <gasps> what? What do you mean?" And Agelius comes out of the crowd. He had made it to the games in time and was seeing what was going on, and says, "Please, <gasps> do not kill your brother." And he goes to the king and queen, and he says. I couldn't do it the, and explains what happened and how he brought right. them fake body parts. And he was just too, too amazing of a boy to be killed. And look mm. how amazing he is now. You've seen it right. in action. You should be so proud. Mm -hmm. Hecuba is the first to just break down and run to Paris and embrace him. And she is just Aww. beside herself you know right because they're they've regretted it all these years of course so sad priam then comes to their side and embraces him and as he's like realizing what's going on you know hector comes punches him on the arm dfobus comes punches him on the arm all's well it's like a family reunion now. hey bro sorry i tried to kill you yeah sorry i was gonna cut your head off in front of the temple of <laughs> apollo no big deal and so everybody starts warming up to him and, you know, whatnot. The temple doors bust open and there's a priestess there. And she's actually the ex-princess and daughter of Priam, Cassandra. She steps out and she says that he would cast this. He needs to be cast out of the city because of him. The city would fall. No one listened. No one could hear her. No matter how loud she shouted, no one cared. Her story so we'll makes me sad. A little bit of a jump. So Cassandra had been given a gift by Apollo to have divine sight and could make prophecies so accurate that it would resemble the gods. You know, no mortal has this power that she has. And he felt that she should be grateful for this gift and grateful with her vagina, apparently. <laughs> I was going to say with her legs open. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so he decided to call on her and he's like, hey, let's get down. And she was like, no, I don't think so. Like, I'm not interested in that. She's like, I'm a priestess. You know, I Sorry. wasn't, didn't sign up to. No be your hoe yo um <laughs> yo um so he's pissed but gods are not able to take back gifts which i didn't know that nope they're not able to take back a gift mm -mm. so he decided because he couldn't take back this gift of hers which was unparalleled that he would curse her that no one would ever take her prophecies prophecies seriously so she would scream and yell and tell people exactly what would happen but because of this curse again a curse no one would listen so paris is accepted back into his family moved into the city moved into the palace back on mount ida he was married and had a daughter i believe or a son i think a daughter. Is a daughter and 
their story just didn't really have anything to do with anything so which is crazy to me like why not move your whole family with you no he just left it's not that he just leaves them yep so he had a wife and child on mount ida that he leaves on mount ida so Mm -hmm. anyway he moves into the palace and he is like digging this prince thing which i feel like all of us would dig the prince would sure right that's fine um so he's now expected to train in military combat, which is way different from his upbringing. You know, right? he's fit, but he has not ever been in that kind of arena yeah. before. Yeah. Um, but he enjoys it. He likes it. Then mm-hmm. there's the other side of being a prince, like knowing diplomacy and history and how to communicate with people and right political relationships. And it just, it kills him. He fucking hates it. Like, he's super intelligent, but he would way rather be outside and way rather doing other things than learning history and that kind of thing. But Priam is teaching him himself. He's like, no, 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 no. You need to understand, like, your whole layout of your land and... You're a prince of Troy now. You need to show up. You know, we're right. the greatest city of all time. You mm-hmm. need to, if you're going to be here, you need to be here. And so one day when Priam was talking about their histories, he's teaching Paris about different kings and queens in the different areas on mm-hmm. across the sea and around them um, that Paris should be privy to. He recounts the story of his sister saving him from Heracles. And he says, oh, Hosaini, she was so kind I love her so much and, you know, has nothing but wonderful things to say about his sister. Mm -hmm. Explains that she's married to King Telamon of Salamis? Salamis? I don't know. uh, Let's look at the book. S-A-L-A-M-I-S. Salamis. Salamis. Um, And, you know, says, you know, she's the reason I'm alive. She's the reason you're here. She's the reason this whole city's here. We love her. And then he began to speak about different regions and talks about the Argolid, which is actually ruled by the Mennonitian king, King Agamemnon, and his beautiful wife, Clymenestra, and their four children. Then he goes to Sparta, where the brother of King Agamemnon, Sparta, Menelaus, rules as king with his wife, Helen. Paris freaks out, falls out of his chair, can't breathe. Because as we know, he was promised Helen in what he believed to be a dream. He isn't sure if that was real. And now this is the first instance in his life where he's hearing about this mythical woman, right? Quickly, silently, while he's sitting there, devises a plan to go save his aunt. Gets his... his, (laughs) dad on board he's like hey what do you think if i've been doing all this learning what if i did a diplomatic mission to salamis or salamis and brought gifts and treasure treasures and see if we can retrieve your fair sister from her husband um and his aunt hasiani and bring her back to troy priam enthusiastically agrees he's like that's the best idea Paris, I am so grateful for the day that you returned because I don't know why we haven't thought about this. 
However, Does Paris. Does anybody think to ask Hassani if she wants to leave her husband and her children? I don't. Probably not. <laughs> well, so actually, Paris is like, this isn't his real plan. He's like, who is no. his aunt to him, and who is That's she? Like, who who is he to her? You know, right? Nothing. She's matter. been fine for years, it's so fine. I'm sure it's okay. He's not going to retrieve his aunt. No. But like Aphrodite is whispering in his ear, he decides to go and retrieve his Helen. <laughs> so next time we are going to hear about Helen, how she came to be uh, Menelaus's wife, how she came to be at all, because that's at a story in, it, that's in a story itself. itself. And we're going to also hear about the seventh baby baby of our bride and groom at the <gasps> wedding we left with the apple of discord, yes. the mighty Achilles. Ah. These are what I have for you today. Excellent. So much. It's a lot of names. Covered. It's a lot so of. So many names. Places, things, but we will have this all laid out on our instagram for past references so that but once we this is just the history of what happens with troy so this is kind of us just trying to lay the groundwork for you so you know what has happened which gets us from point a to point b right because we troy. could start with the trojan war but exactly these right. little it's bits and pieces are the side dishes to an mm -hmm. epic and East. the stories are great. It's just like Stephen Fry said, like these stories are amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, and everything happens. Everything that it's happens to together. each thing, it is all mm -hmm. so important. It's all tied together. Yep. You will see that like with Achilles and with Helen, it is all mm -hmm. so important to each yep. other. It's all intertwined. It's like a braid. It is, it is like a braid or a tapestry. Ooh, that tapestry. We are weavers. Tapestry. Oh. We are weaving a tale. We are weaving a tale for you. We're actually just retelling what we're just retelling. Stephen thousands Fry's of story. people have told before, but yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe you've never heard it before. Maybe you've never heard it before. Who knows? I also thought of when he was looking at the clamshell. Would it be a clamogram, like a hologram? <laughs> Like a clamogram. <laughs> He's scrolling through her clamogram account. <laughs> like, look at this clamshell. <laughs> look at this clamogram. <laughs> don't like it, though. <laughs> yeah, don't accidentally like it. <laughs> I don't want her to think I'm stalking her. Oh, my God. But we all know you are. Right? You are. That was just a solo Corinne episode. Yeah. We just got way too far last week, and it, the episode was going to be two hours long. Yeah. So we, we, we just sliced it. it up a little bit. That's all. Just a little season two treat. Yeah. And next week? Next week? I don't know. I haven't decided what I'm doing yet. But Oh, I've I'm, decided what I'm doing. I'm pretty sure I'm going to start getting spooky. Mine's not... Okay. Mine's going in history again. Um, 
it's not sp- it's not like spooky like ghost spooky but it's spooky like holy fuck i can't believe that this happened spooky. oh okay like real life real life like, things. Whoa, yeah that's yeah. fucked up that's okay. fucked up yeah yeah i don't i have i have a couple like history things i've been looking at as well and then um yeah i i have a few things lined up but i just need to kind of pick what order i'm going to do them in so next week you don't have troy but you'll have something good yeah we're gonna be doing troy we're gonna release troy once a month but yes, for season two the beginning out. yeah you got you got two you got a season two warm-up you got a season two warm-up yeah troy nope can't come up with a good troy pun <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Give me a minute. Totally I'm sure I can... informed. <laughs> nope. I'll just leave. I'm gonna hang up. I'll see you later. That was, that was a bad one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. That. Uh, I'm gonna rot for that one. They're like. One way ticket to hell. One way ticket to hell. the door. Okay. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for listening to us, being here. Ooh, I just closed all my rings. Yeah, you did. I got a notification. Good job. Um. Anyway, thank you guys for being here. We appreciate you as always. Remember to check out our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and please engage with us. That's how we want to stay connected to you. And if you like a platform, we're on it. So reach out, say hi, hello, follow us, look at our stupid posts and all of Haley's amazing hard work she puts on into our decks each week. Oh, just thanks. go enjoy. You're so sweet. Uh, if you would like to reach out to us, send us an email at morethemythspodcast at gmail.com. If there's something you would like to hear us talk about, if we got something wrong, if you want to tell us that you're our biggest fan, that would be cool. Send us an email. Uh, wherever you podcast, we also podcast. Uh, if you have a minute and you can leave a review, that just gives the little pod a little bump. We would very much appreciate any time that you take to write a review. <laughs> Yes, please. And remember, if you love us, tell your friends. Tell your friend. Nope. (laughs) Tell your friends. Tell your friends and tell your friends. Tell your friends. Until next time, stay curious. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Tell your your friends. Tell all your friends. All of them. (laughs) 